Get up, superstar. It's time to shine. Here's to the fierce queens, the delusional dreamer, the one who thinks she's all that because she marches to the beat of her own drum. She's not afraid to embrace her flaws and she finds power in using failure as fuel for evolution. Defying the limits imposed by perfectionism and imposter syndrome, she faces her fears with full confidence in God because the one who put her here also called her to have dominion here. My name is Barbara Moachi, your online bestie and chair executive officer. Join me and women across the world who refuse to let fear keep them from their wildest dreams. This is Boldly Becoming. Hey girl, I hope you're having a fabulous Friday so far because I am super excited for today's podcast episode. Today I'm answering one of your questions and it was sent to me via Instagram by someone that I think I should keep anonymous. Let me keep them anonymous, yeah. (laughs) And the question is, how do you believe God for something big and then continue to trust him when things don't go according to plan. And I think we've all been there where you've got a big dream, this big idea, and you've got all these little confirmations that you really think are leading you to believe that God wants you to do this, that this is God's will for your life. This is God's plan for your life. But there's also the thing of what if I put myself out there and then I'm met with disappointment? Like what if I really give it everything that I got, put my time, energy, money into it and then like God doesn't come through for me at the end? And it's okay to feel like that because we're human beings and I definitely have had my fair share of those moments. And just a fun fact for context, this question was put into a question sticker. So when I had come back from Miss South Africa or when the top 12 was announced, sorry, um, I put up a question sticker to say, hey, chat to me, like, let me know what questions do you have for me? Let's catch up. Let's do like a mini live update. And this was a question that popped up. And obviously, I think it was based on the fact that everyone kind of was watching my South Africa journey, supported me and did it with the intention of seeing that crown on my head and seeing me live out the advocacy that I had proposed um, to the South Africa organization. And then it not happened, you know, in the end, the way that we thought that it would happen. And I think for me, even in preparing for the journey, there were moments where I was like, yo, what if I'm doing all of this for nothing? Like my friends and I were driving from Gauteng to the Northwest to take pictures in January um, so that by the time entries open in like May, April, June, we are ready, you know. So you can imagine the time that it takes to drive from Joburg to Hartebiesburg Dam, um, the petrol and petrol's not not cheap. Like petrol is expensive. I I had to sacrifice my dunk wings money, Red Bull money, like caffeine money and all the little extra things that I loved doing, like my lashes, so that I can afford to pay for a gym membership. Like I think a year ago, I joined the gym when, I don't know, it was a long time ago, but I signed a contract that, listen, for this 24-month period, I'm going to be paying this amount of money to this gym. Um, and I had to kind of create the space in my budget to be able to put that work in. And so naturally, there'd be days where I wake up and I don't want to go to the gym. And in my head, I'm like, it's so painful. It's so difficult. What if I'm doing all of this for nothing? Like going and spending campaign money on a 
selection of heels because I know I'm going to need at least three different pairs of heels. I'm going to need a black heel. I'm going to need a gold heel for the shiny days. And then I'm going to need a nude pair of heels so that I can, you know, function as a person who's supposed to be in heels all of the time. Yes, Miss South Africa has got sponsors and you probably get those stuff along the way. But that doesn't mean that I didn't do preparation on my end to have what I knew I need as the bare, you know, minimum. Like getting the clothes that I knew I would need. I had to build my wardrobe over the time span of 2021 until now so that when I come, at least I have one suit. I have um, two pairs of jeans. I've got a white shirt, a black shirt, a white crop top, a black crop top, you know, small things like that and and little things that obviously would cost me and the organization doesn't expect me to have. But for me, I'm like, I want to show up excellently. I want to show up with my best foot forward and my best foot forward looks like preparing ahead of time. But even in the preparation and doing all of these little things, that didn't mean that in the process, I remember in December when I bought the heels and my mom was like, you're spending all this money on heels. And I'm like, bro, but I'm going to go to the South Africa next year. And she's like, mm, okay. <laughs> and then it actually happened. I got into the top 30. Now everybody's eating their words because they can't believe it. And I think we should probably do an, a completely different episode on like manifestation and manifestation as a principle set in the earth by God, because I definitely believe that before it was something that was adopted by culture and new age and all this trendy stuff, it definitely is a principle that God had put in place on the earth. So it will happen whether you believe it or not. The same way if I stand on a building, jump off of it and say, I don't believe in gravity, I'm going to fall, whether I believe in gravity or not. Why? Because it's a principle that God has set in place. And I think when I look at all my different friends that contributed to my journey or the friends that helped me with styling, the friends that helped me with photography, with editing, that's time that they spent on working on their skills that obviously they use as businesses. So these people are getting paid to do this by other people, but they're here choosing to spend their time and expertise on me because they believe that I have what it takes to be Miss South Africa. And I think I also had the fear of, okay, like now I've got this big dream and now I've said it out loud and now there are all these people that are willing to help me. What happens if I don't win? Like, how do I, how do I deal with this? Like, what do I do? And this is something that I learned very early on in my walk with God. And I don't think I, I learned it as much as I um, memorized what the pastor had said. And he said something along the lines of, it's not your responsibility to fulfill God's work. Your responsibility is to be obedient and do your part. God will do the rest. And I think all of us kind of have that memorized as Christians, like, oh, do your best and God will do the rest. <laughs> but it's not something that really is internalized and, and set with deep roots in our hearts. And you can look at it as a fortunate thing or as an unfortunate thing. But I think at the end of the day, when I spoke about God setting certain things as principles on the earth, for me personally, the Bible is how I determine what these principles are, right? And one principle that you see in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 12 specifically, I'm going to paraphrase, but it goes something like, 
God will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you surely will reap. And so the entire scripture speaks about this principle about you can't necessarily put in two rand into something and then expect to get something worth 70 million rand. And yes, God is a God of the supernatural and God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think of, ask or even imagine with the little that we have. We've seen it with the boy who had the fish and the loaves and how it fed so many, um, dis the disciples fed so many people as a result of the little that man had. We've seen the story in the book of Second Kings of the woman with the oil who had a little bit of oil, but when her community came together to give her access to more vessels, that little oil God was able to multiply into many. And so I'm not saying that God will not multiply your efforts. What I'm saying is if you are not coming with 100% of everything, why do you expect to reap a hundredfold of nothing. So if you've been given one talent and you've been given three talents and you've been given five talents, it's it's another parable in the Bible. We've seen it where the person who had five talents went and multiplied their talents, came back and said, this is what I've done with the talents that you've given me. The person with three talents or two talents, how many ever they were, did the exact same thing. And the person with one talent did nothing with their talent. They hid it and then brought it back to God and said, I was too scared to do anything with the one talent talent that you gave me. And I think that's probably such a great um, testament to what we're talking about today is the fear of failure, right? And the fear that you'll get rejected because you've been rejected before. So how do I put myself back out there once again? And that's what the person with the one talent did. And you know what God did with the person with the one talent who was too scared to put themselves out there out of fear of rejection or fear of failure. He took that talent and he added it onto those who were willing to put themselves out there and put in the work to be vulnerable. And girl, I know, I know everything that I'm saying right now sounds like a ton of bricks, like I'm fighting you and I'm literally sitting on your head yelling. But do understand that I really want to see you succeed. But at the end of the day, your success when it comes to believing in God and overcoming rejection all boils down to whether you're willing to believe in the principles set by God or not right? Are you going to believe God or not? Are you going to take him at his word or not? Because God can give you a word. God can have a plan and give you a plan. But at the end of the day, if you don't take that first step and do the work, there's nothing that can come out of it. The book of James says faith without works is dead, right? And so you can choose today to say, I'm going to take God at his word and I'm going to make sure that every single one of my actions align to that. Hey girl, hey. So I quickly wanted to interrupt this podcast episode to ask you to please leave a review. You're on episode three, so I'm guessing that you absolutely are digging the vibes. And I think there's so many other people that would love to be a part of this conversation, but just have no idea that this is the podcast for them. So please do leave a review. Don't be shy, whatever platform you're listening on, because that's what helps this podcast reach more people. Your Review would be the thing that gives confirmation to the next person that ah this is the episode for me or this is the podcast for me plus it helps us go up on the charts so amen <laughs> it's a win-win <laughs>
So now that we're on the same page about taking God at his word and faith without action being dead, let's go back to the question. How do you believe God for something big and then continue to trust him when things don't go according to plan? There's a scripture that I like immediately went to when I thought about this question and that's Proverbs 19 verse 21. And in the ESV, it says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And then there's another translation. I'm that girl. I I always read a scripture in like a million translations before I like completely like feel like, okay, I've sat with it long enough and I've meditated on it long enough. But the Passion Translation buttes Yay, yay. <laughs> the Passion Translation puts it beautifully. It says, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of God's purpose will succeed in the end. I'm going to read it again. It says, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of God's purpose will succeed in the end. I really want to speak to the fact that it's so important that you set out that intention when you're working with people, when people are helping you towards your dream, that yes, we all have an intended goal for what we are working towards here. But one thing that I constantly had to keep in mind is I don't know what the purpose of God putting me on this platform is. I don't know what the purpose of God having me work towards this is. It's so important that first and foremost, you recognize that God's ways are higher. I think Isaiah 55 says, um, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And just as a word that God has spoken will not return to him void. Oh, just as the rain falls down, right? And doesn't go back up into the heavens until it has watered the ground that it was sent to water. God's word will not return to him void. And I think that's such a beautiful and powerful analogy when you think of rainfall. The raindrops don't come down and then, I mean, yes, like you can argue and say, yeah, but evaporation and then like it goes back in the air. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, have you ever seen physical raindrops go from the ground and from the trees and the plants that it was watering and say, I'm going back up into the heavens. You never see that. And it's the same with the word of God. If God has made a promise, if God has said, this is the plan, then God's word will not return to him void. I think what what we are trying to do, and this is what makes taking rejection and when plans don't go well so hard, is that we don't want to believe that God's purpose was fulfilled in the moment. And I think that was the first thing that really helped me with navigating the rejection of not making it into the top 12 is that I really had to be comfortable with the fact that, you know what, this was the plan of God. And yes, this didn't go the way that I thought it was supposed to go. But I know that whatever purpose he had behind having me on that top 30 was fulfilled. And whether that purpose was opening me up to relationships with people that I otherwise wouldn't have had access to if I wasn't on the Miss South Africa platform, then his purpose was fulfilled because that's what happened. When I came back from Miss South Africa, the amount of influential people that I finally got to have the 
room and the space to speak to and converse with and build a relationship with on a first name basis because of Miss South Africa is a door that I don't think I would have been able to open on my own. The amount of brand collaborations and um, opportunities that opened up now because my following is in a different bracket and I'm I'm now eligible for certain campaigns that I wasn't eligible for before. If that was the purpose of God so that I can provide for myself and provide for my family during this time of my life, then the purpose of God was fulfilled. And so knowing that you'll never understand God completely. And I think that's that's something that comes with being a perfectionist and someone who is a warrior is that you want to like think about everything and overthink everything to the point that you have a an illusion of complete control of the future and you don't you'll never have that no matter how many plan a b c d e f z's that you come up with z point a z point b z point d no matter how many plans you think of back up for you will never be able to fully comprehend what God's intended purpose was for your life and for whatever endeavor he has you going on. So make peace with that. Make peace with knowing that God's ways are higher before you attempt to go for anything, because that will give you the peace at the very end to know that whether or not I got it, there's nothing I could have said differently. There's nothing I could have done differently that would have changed the purpose of God for that plan. So period. <laughs> the second thing is to believe that what God has ordained, no man can stop. There's actually a scripture that I love, 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 love. I memorized this back in high school and it's Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14. It says, what God does will be forever. No man can add to it and no man can take away from it, which kind of ties in with my third point that I also am a very firm believer of is that even if people plot against you, know that God is above all evil. There is nothing that takes God by surprise and there is nothing that God cannot work out for your good. And Romans 8.28, which I know you also know, says that everything works out for the good of those who love God and are called according to what? His purpose. Everything works out for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And remember at the beginning of the podcast, I said, many are the plans that you have that are from God, but only God's purpose will prevail. So trust and believe that even if you were sabotaged on the way, even if there is a coworker that's plotting against you. And it reminds me of the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 where he says God took what the enemy intended for evil and he worked it out for my good and there's another translation of Genesis 50 verse 20 that says what you intended for evil God intended for good and so while some people will say, okay, someone will do something evil to you and God will work it out for your good. I'm of the impression 
that God is not surprised by someone plotting evil against me on my path to whatever plan he has purposed for me to do. And beyond him not being surprised by it, he has included it in his plan in such a way that it works for my good and propels me to my next level of success. And that's why Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says that, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I think in the beginning of Jeremiah, he says, I knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb and I've got great plans for you. So, Learn how to rest assured in the fact that God is in control. And because of that, no mistake, no shortfall, no misstep on your end happens without a divine purpose to propel you into success. So you may have an idea of what your mistakes mean for God's plans, but he knows what the pre-assigned purpose for that is. So rest in that. And I'm going to come closer to the mic because I want you to remember this the next time that your mind is going wild because you're scared of rejection, that you can rest in the fact that God's ways are higher than your ways because he is all knowing and he is all seeing. God is already in the room where your name is being mentioned. So you have to believe that what he has ordained and what he has orchestrated, no one can ever stop. No man can add to it and no man can take away from it, not even you. And even if the people around you plot against you, know that God is above all evil. Nothing ever will take him by surprise and he's more than able to work everything that comes your way out for your good. In fact, that's exactly what he is doing because God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? (laughs) Nobody, period. And you have to believe that. You have to walk in that and remember that you've got this because God's got you and I'm rooting for you. So get him, girl. (laughs) Why should I?